0: down plug into the earth connect to your own truth connect to what's true to you rather than what is being forced to be apparently true through the collective media and just stay with that find your own internal sense of grounding and then allow yourself to see that reflected in the outside as as is a macro as is the micro you know like when we all take the time to be in this vibration of gratitude and to ground ourselves, this is only inevitable that this has to then be reflected in the collective. So if everybody individually does this, then the collective is vibrating at this place of grounded, loving energy. So if not for yourself, do it for the world, do it for others. Welcome to Doing It for the Dharma. In this series, we'll be following the stories of inspiring humans who are following their soul's calling. I'm your host, Maddie Lynch, the Vegan Yogi Traveler, and it is my mission to share these inspiring stories with you so that you too can feel the inspiration to follow your Dharma. hello everybody in this solo episode i share with you a little bit about my latest adventures and my upcoming plans to leave australia i share a few lessons from one of my sacred mushroom ceremonies i talk about the importance of our sadhana our daily spiritual practice and self-care and self-pleasure I mentioned a little bit about healing ancestral and parental wounds and really choosing love over fear. I share a little bit about the power of community and exchange, organic living, and at the end of the episode, I offer a little collective oracle card reading of the current energy. We are hopefully going to be tuning into and I also share a short guided heart awareness meditation so I hope you enjoy this episode hello beautiful souls welcome back to another episode of doing it for the dharma I've been feeling really intuitively called to do a solo episode as it's been a little while I've been focusing mainly on my interviews which I absolutely love but I also love to to share a little bit of my journey with you as well and the lessons that I've been learning and all of the magical experiences that have been happening and I apologize if there is any background noise. We've got, well, we've got lots of beautiful background noise, the birds singing, the bugs making their little bug sounds but also some kind of construction. So. Hopefully that will filter out and you'll just be able to focus on my voice. But before I begin, as I've been doing in every episode of my interviews, I've been pulling a little soul to soul card. So I thought I would pull one as well and see what comes out. And let's see what card. Oh, this is funny. Okay, this is very funny because I just mentioned it. It says, in what ways does nature soothe your soul? When was the last time you carved out some precious time to soak up the good vibes outside? I love this question because this is something that's happened very, very recently. I'm very blessed to be living in this beautiful town, Bellingham, by the mountains, the waterfalls, the rivers, not so far from the beach. Um, I'm actually leaving very, very soon. However, I did spend a couple of days ago by a kind of secret spot by a river that not many people know about. And I spent the whole day there by myself. So it was funny because my ego was like, okay, you need to get so much done today. You need to do this, this, and this, and work on your website and your podcast and all of the things. And my soul was just like, oh, honey, you need to rest. You need to go lay by that river and just relax. So. I listened to my soul over my ego, even though my ego was very, very convincing in the things that I do apparently need to do. (laughs) So I did follow that. I followed that trust and it took me about 20 minutes to walk there, beautiful walk. And yeah, I settled down by the river and because there was no one there, I was able to be naked and I was just swimming naked in this beautiful, deep part of the river, just feeling so, so free, so alive. And then Coming out and just relaxing on the soft... It was actually sand by the riverbank that was really, really nice. And yeah, I actually had really beautiful experiences. It was very interesting actually because I took some organic strawberries down and some organic vegan chocolate. And and I, as I was eating these strawberries and this chocolate, I was having like this really, really sensual experience where... It was almost like I was just making love with that chocolate in my mouth. It was it was a really, really powerful experience that then just led in naturally to some very beautiful self-pleasure. I mean, there was no one around and I thought, "Okay, this really feels like this needs to take place." And um yeah, it just it was really innocent and beautiful and It was so nice to feel the breeze just brushing against my skin it was beautiful to see the water flowing and hear the birds and the bugs chirping and it was just so so pure so to answer that question in what ways does nature soothe your soul it soothes my soul to be in my purest form my purest essence in my skin in nature swimming in the ocean swimming in a river bathing in a waterfall laying on the earth just really really connecting back to ma the mother and that was yeah the last time just a couple days ago to soak up those precious nature vibes and i did just spend the day journaling and writing and reading and it was really really powerful and um I think it's so important for us to take these moments for ourselves and and not just to take them, but to create them because they don't just fall into your lap. To give yourself that time and rest is something you actively need to choose. It's not just going to happen, especially with the world that we live in, the busy, chaotic world. You don't really just get rest just falling and out of the sky. You know, It's something you have to really prioritize and it is so important because... Only when we give ourselves that space for rest and for stillness is when we can come more in tune with our soul, with more in tune with our intuition. Because when we're busy doing things, the mind's busy too. And therefore, the soul, you won't hear the whispers of it. You know, you're going to hear the ego loud and clear, which is great. It needs to be there. It's there for a reason. But just really, really important you you give yourself that time regularly, daily, if you can, for me personally, I have a beautiful sadhana. Sadhana means a spiritual practice that I commit to every morning and, and every morning it looks different. Sometimes it looks like a vinyasa flow. This morning for me, it just looked like dancing and moving my body and then coming into this dyma- dynamic meditation where I was just shaking my body and breathing through my mouth, exhaling, releasing and then bringing it into stillness. Sometimes it's oracle cards, sometimes it's journaling, sometimes it's just meditating, sometimes it's making art. Whatever it is, just setting off your day with some kind of practice that brings you into alignment with your truth is going to set the tone for the whole rest of your day. So I can highly recommend just blocking out a little bit of time. Even if you have to wake up like 20 minutes earlier, do that because it's so so worth it if you're then going to be living in alignment for the rest of your day so anyway i wanted to come on because i think my last solo episode was when i was just arriving to Bellingham gym and i've been here for almost three months now which is a pretty long time although it's gone by very very quickly and i just yeah i just love to share some of the experiences that i've had here how it's all flowed how my journey in australia is is very very quickly coming to an end as i'm leaving the country in three weeks time to um to go and be reunited with my beautiful beloved and that's another story i would love to share we'll see we'll see if it flows that way in this episode if not i can make another episode about that. If people are interested, do let me know. Um, But yes, my time in Bellingham. So it was super, super synchronistic of how I came to be here. Like if you listen to my last solo episode, I had been rescued by a dear sister, Lucy, or she's rescued me twice now from communities, which is so funny. The first one turned out to be a bit of a cult that she rescued me from. This one wasn't a cult, but the lady's energy was very intense and very aggressive and I really felt that I had to leave. And again, it was very like divine timing that Lucy was coming by and she was coming to Jim to do a work away. And and I was like, okay, I need to leave. And I messaged the beautiful lady Amanda and she there was a space for me. And I asked Spirit to see a shooting star if it was meant to be and I saw one. And yeah, I left that place and I arrived here and little did I know It was this beautiful hippie town, which just like has a drumming circle, so much yoga, like beautiful classes and workshops and women's circles and just vegan food and just, oh, the vibes are so high. It's like one giant community like in the town. It's amazing. But again, I've already shared about this on the last episode. So yes, my journey here has been absolutely incredible. I feel like I've really been able to just ground more into my feminine energy of discovering and embracing more of my sensuality and uh, my connection to to tantra i've been really really educating myself reading so many books taking some online courses listening to podcasts audiobooks all of the things and just really allowing myself to embody that because in tantra it's using Okay, so Tantra essentially is weaving opposites, weaving polarities into one and then almost surpassing that duality to reach the divine, to reach totality. And and one of the methods that they use is using sexual energy to to transmute basically the energy of what we're doing into reaching divinity. So for example, what is most commonly known in Neo Tantra is sublimating, they call it making sublime the power of the orgasm and sending it up to that crown chakra to transmute it as an interaction with God, with source, with the universe. So this is something that I've been really, really working on and just allowing to flow into my experiences. And it's so beautiful how Everything can be a sensual experience. Everything can be a tantric experience. Like the other day, I was washing the dishes. And as I was washing these dishes, I wasn't rushing like I usually have done in the past. I was just really taking my time and just being really mindful just to wash them fully. And I was washing them slowly. And it almost became like this dance with my hands of washing these dishes. And it became a very like tantric and and sensual experience and i was like wow it's like i'm making love with these dishes as i wash them and it was beautiful and it just goes to show like everything we do even the most mundane activity like washing up can be a beautiful sensual tantric experience which we can use as a way to access divinity which is beautiful so i've been yes yeah, so i've been diving into tantra i attending um some women's circles and just like meeting the most epic people like the people here in bellingham are so so interesting and we've spent a lot of time in what's called the promised lands and yeah it's this beautiful sacred spot it was it's sacred aboriginal birthing land where the women would go and and give birth in these sacred waters so i've spent a lot of time there camping we've done some beautiful sacred ceremonies with sisters where a lot of healing and a lot of growth has really really taken place and has really allowed me to to uncover a lot of my trauma in terms of childhood and how I've been able to rekindle my approach to that trauma that honestly I wasn't even aware that most of it was there of course whether we've had an extremely traumatizing childhood or whether we've just been traumatized softly, which I know sounds like a bit of an oxymoron, but you know, as part of the human experience, we do experience trauma, whether that's witnessing someone else's trauma or our own. It's it's essentially, it's inev- inevitable and it's a part of our growth. So yeah, I've been unwinding a lot of trauma and really, really deeply healing um, parental wounds. Um yeah, and also ancestral wounds. So it's been really, really powerful and and one lesson that has really shone through um a beautiful mushroom ceremony that a beautiful sister Lucy and I did was that nothing actually needs to change. Only your perspective on that situation needs to change. And that came to me as we were just laying in a hammock and it was swinging back and forth and I was looking at this leaf that had kind of like natural holes in it and as the hammock was swimming, swinging back and forth, the light would filter through the leaf differently depending on whether we were swinging off to the left or off to the right and that was when I had that realization like wow, like the leaf doesn't change the leaf stays the same it's only my perspective of whether I'm swinging one way into the light or the other way into the darkness that it appears different so that's how that lesson came to me and as I did have that realization I did realize okay this situation with whatever happened doesn't need to change just how I approach it how I see it Can change because I have the power to change my own perspective I don't have the power to change the situation that has happened in the past but I have the power within me to choose how I perceive that and since I have really taken that on board I've noticed a massive shift in uh, my relationships in the way that I view life in the way that I view the some of the uncomfortable things that have happened in the past and yeah it's been really immensely healing and I'm really really grateful for the many 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 other lessons that did all come through but I guess essentially that's a whole another podcast episode within itself but if you are interested again just let me know and I'm I'm more than happy to share with you some of the deeply powerful lessons that I have been learning on these plant medicine journeys so yes we spent a lot of time in the promised lands and just a lot of time really relaxing and connecting to the earth like in bellingham like no one's in a rush like like relaxation and play are absolutely prioritized here and it's so amazing because everyone is just so chilled out and so happy like you walk past strangers in the street and they smile at you. They give you eye contact. They say hello and and people want to help you out. And people are so kind and they're open to sharing their gifts. Like yesterday, a beautiful lady, Gemma, who I connected with at one of the markets here, makes this beautiful yoga, organic cotton clothing. And yesterday I went around her place and I gave her some Reiki And um, we did an exchange where she gave me a discount on our beautiful clothing. And it's like, people are so open to that here. There's no competition. It's just, it's very, very Aquarian age vibes in Bellingham, um, which has been really, really nice. Very, very focused on community and everyone wants to help each other out, which ultimately is what we need more of within this world. So I'm really hoping that that, communal living and communal growing and sharing and supporting is really going to start to spread around this planet, especially as we do begin to raise our own consciousness and elevate our own way of being and really see one another as brothers and sisters rather than, you know, um, rather than enemies or people to fear. Because at the end of the day, we're all just human beings. We're all from the same source and we all ultimately want the same thing, which is love. And to be loved so just really seeing that in um, other people is important and um, as I mentioned that another lesson just came through that I feel called to share from this beautiful mushroom ceremony um, is about this concept of fear because I know fear is very very prevalent right now on the planet and um this lesson was shown to me in quite an intense way So, while we were camping in um, the promised land, there was lots of mosquitoes and lots of flies, and there were these tiny little flies that, like, bite your face, (laughs) and it was getting quite annoying, it was kind of hard to just let go of that, I did try, and then I was like, no, okay, I need to, I need to just cover my face, so I put my shawl over my face, and the shawl was quite heavy and quite hot, and... I started to feel as though my eyes were swelling up, my throat was swelling up, and I started to feel as though I was suffocating. And then I had this little moment where I was like, oh, we're in the middle of nowhere, there's no phone service, there's no way I can be like driven to any hospital right now because Lucy was also currently on the medicine. And then I came to the realization like, oh, okay, I I might die right now in this moment. And then there was like a flash of fear and then instantly i kind of melted into that embrace and melted into that possibility of discovering death in that moment it wasn't something that i realized i needed to be afraid of and as i surrendered into that i was really really interested in okay what what is fear what is this this mechanism that we experience as humans. And what I was shown visually uh, within my mind space was that when when we're little, when we're born, we're these pure beings of love, unconditional love. And as we gradually get older, we're given these tiny seeds of fear from our parents, from society, from teachers, whoever. And these seeds of fear are always given out of love, like, oh, be careful, don't touch that, that's hot, watch the road, you might get run over. And just like all of these little seeds, and then gradually they accumulate over your lifetime. And as you grow older, you've got so many seeds of fear that they almost turn into their own its own entity. And I was able to see that and experience that. And I was like, okay, well, how do we get rid of the fear? How do we release this entity and I was shown, oh no, no, we don't, we don't get rid of the fear. We nurture the fear and that was not what I was expecting. I was like, nurture the fear and then I was instantly shown as seeing this entity, seeing this fear then as a little baby, a little toddler and essentially we want to pick up the baby, pick up the fear in our arms and gently rock it and love it and soothe it and tell it it's gonna be okay And yeah, nurture was a strong word that came through. And I thought, wow, like it's so interesting. Plant medicine continuously shows me, it doesn't matter which one, every time it's the same lesson that comes through. See the other person who's angry as a wounded child and give it love. You know, see that fear as a little child, give it love. Like it always comes back to seeing it as a child and then give it so much love because you wouldn't take a little child seriously you know you wouldn't let a little child take control you wouldn't for example you know sometimes you see in the supermarkets like mums and their little two-year-olds going on a rampage and they're like i want this and this and they're bossing their mum around and you know obviously that's not very healthy like in the same way we don't want our fear to be that little two-year-old bossing the mother around bossing you around instead you want to lovingly nurture it but no allow that fear allow that child to know that you are the one who is actually in control you are the one who is nurturing them not the other way around of letting them take control of you so that was a really powerful lesson so i started to wrap my arms around myself and gently rock myself and just calm myself down and then i just came out of that experience and it was so beautiful and it's so true like wow we don't need to get rid of the fear we need to nurture it we need to give it love but not allow our fears to rule us so yeah i just invite you to maybe look at where in your life have you allowed fear to rule you and of course like not judging yourself not putting shame upon yourself as it's all been a part of your journey and there's so many lessons to learn from that but how can you now Reverse that role and choose to pick up that fear, bring it in your arms and just lovingly rock it and give it on give it a nice soothing embrace and know that you see that fear, you acknowledge it, but now you choose love instead. Now you choose to see through the eyes of love rather than being ruled by the the strong embrace of fear because it is strong and it is prevalent and it is what the media is collectively projecting out into the world. So if we can become empowered to reverse that role, I think that's really, really going to help, you know, shift a lot on this planet. And I really feel as though why my journey has been so magical, why all of these synchronicities have unfolding is because I consciously choose to see through the lines of love, rather than being ruled by the grips of fear so and having doing so i yeah i came to this beautiful place spelling german and continuing to live from the space of trust and surrender and love my journey in australia is ending very quickly as i have mentioned briefly so essentially i have this year connected or I guess it's a reconnection in this lifetime with my beautiful beloved, my beautiful twin flame. And yeah, we're just very, very deeply in love, but in a very free and non-attached way. It's very, very pure and very, very unconditional. And and essentially, I'm following my heart. I'm seeing through love and I am going to be Moving to the Caribbean <laughs> in about three weeks' time. Which is really exciting. And um yeah, it's interesting because like I was only as some of you guys will know, like I was only supposed to be in Australia for two weeks for just a family wedding, and then go to Bali for six weeks. And then I was gonna go back to Germany, Hamburg where I was living, had my full life there, all of my beautiful sisters, my work, everything um you know running women's retreats and workshops and teaching yoga and all these beautiful studios and because of COVID I had to make that decision in that moment okay do I choose fear and go back to Europe or do I trust love trust my heart and stay in Australia and this the decision I made was to stay and back then back in March none of this lockdown stuff had happened so If I had succumbed to fear, I would have experienced mm, almost a year of lockdown. But because I chose love, I've had the most magical experience of my life. I met my twin flame. (laughs) It just goes to show the universe supports you when you live from love. Always, always, always. So, yeah, essentially, I reconnected with my beloved in this lifetime. And um, I'm choosing love to go to the Caribbean. Um, yeah which is is a little bit intimidating because it's just like such an uncertain time to be traveling you know (laughs) it's not really yeah basically if I leave Australia or when I leave Australia I won't be able to get back in because their borders are closed and you know so it is a it is kind of like a risk in a sense like you know, for whatever reason, if I went there and then they closed their borders in the Caribbean, which I know they want, because I, I fully, fully trust, and essentially I could get sent back to the UK, which is hmm, not where I want to be, honestly. <laughs> but um, that was something I had to really work through in that in that mushroom ceremony as well, and I was shown, you know, like everything is working out, absolutely everything, and and I fully, fully trust. So... I'm really, really excited to be leaving and starting that whole adventure out there. And it just feels so aligned. It just feels so right. So I'm spending the last few weeks um, in Australia and I'm going to disconnect a little bit. That was another reason why I wanted to make this episode because I'm going to have just a couple weeks, a week or a week of a bit of a digital detox and just really ground back in to this land and really give thanks and reverence for this sacred land that has held me so beautifully and um yeah just really take time to reconnect before i go and jet off really ground my energy before i jet off to the other side of the world so um yeah there may not be um another episode next week but um, I have I've already have so many that I've recorded so they're all ready to be released it's just whether I get online to do that so I'm just giving you all a heads up um, there might be a little little break, a week or two break but um, I know that you're all probably used to that with me because I'm very like <laughs> ebbing and flowing with what feels right in the moment and really just doing things again out of love and not doing it because I feel like I have to do it because that's not good at all. Um so yeah, I wanted to share that with you guys and really really exciting as well. So I'm going to be traveling a little bit in Lucy's van. I'm going up to her family farm place, Vale, which is like in the middle of nowhere, which is where like all of this magic began <laughs> almost a year ago. So when I was like rescued from that cult community, Back at the beginning of April, Lucy and her family, bless her souls, rescued me and like a bunch of other of my friends who I met there. And we spent six weeks on their sacred land. Family of shamans like Lucy's dad is amazing. I actually did an episode with him, Shane, who's a shaman and just oh, just versed in so many healing areas. I definitely recommend to listen to that episode. So yeah, we had the craziest time there, like full moon ceremonies, dancing around a fire and naked, taking bath under the stars and just had the most epic time there. So it feels really, really right to to end my journey where it all kind of began, (laughs) which feels really, really good. Um, But when I'm there, I will be back online and... Yeah, I'm going to be doing another quantum healing hypnosis technique session with a beautiful, beautiful soul, Ariana, um, who reached out to me from my YouTube channel because I did one, I did a session a couple of years ago, which is how the idea for this podcast even started. And um, yeah, I did a video explaining about my QHHT session because it's not that common, I guess. So... I don't know. The video got like a fair few amount of views, and yeah, Ariana reached out to me, and it was funny because the email came through at three, three, three a.m., and I was like, okay, that was my main angel number. I have to read this one, and yeah, it was about arranging a session. So we're gonna do that when I'm in Mosvale in a few weeks' time, and then I'm gonna get her on the podcast. So you all will be able to understand in more depth what quantum healing hypnosis technique is because it is such a powerful healing modality. I learned so so much from from those two sessions that i did with a beautiful beautiful soul petra so yeah there's a lot happening and another thing that i wanted to kind of announce i guess is that i am expanding my line of offerings so for those who perhaps do know me or have come to some retreats or workshops or yoga classes or whatever it may be um yeah well know that I work mainly with women as I'm very very passionate about empowering women to step into their own light to step into their own power to feel their own high potential and I had this dream the other night where I woke up from the dream and it was a strong message from spirit and it was like you need to start mentoring women and I thought well, I haven't been trained as a mentor, so how can I do that? And then spirit was like, oh, okay, you haven't been trained. You have a degree in psychology. You specialize in the appearance, the psychology of appearance and embodiment, human sexuality, sports psychology. You study nutrition. You're a yoga teacher. You do Reiki. You read the Akashic records. You reverse in Ayurveda, <laughs> Tantra, sacred sexuality, female empowerment, women's circles. And then I was like, okay okay spirit I hear you I hear you and I was just kind of like right of course of course that makes so much sense and I've always been such a natural space holder and also very very natural in kind of like mentoring my sisters without realizing that I'm doing it because it's so a part of who I am I'm not like oh I'm mentoring you right now as we sit here and figure out what your dharma is or how you can solve this solution or or whatnot it's so so a part of my being and and even when I was in high school I was so passionate about helping others I remember I set up this like um anonymous online forum where people from school could write in their problems and I would answer of, like how they could maybe solve them <laughs> I was so young so naive but that kind of spread out to university where I then did some kind of like these research projects where again same thing I would like essentially I was mentoring um women and and giving them different um appearance and embodiment practices like self-love practices to do and then yeah, studying the effects of that and then just yeah just like from all of the line of work that i do now i feel so passionate about about just helping women because i just love the divine feminine of course i love my brothers i love the divine masculine as well but in this lifetime my work is solely immersed in women and i guess because i'm not a man I don't feel like I'm able to provide that space that they may need for someone while they heal. So yeah, it feels really, really aligned and I'm really, really excited to to open that one-on-one space to take place because usually I do this in a group setting, in a workshop or a retreat. So it feels really, really good to be able to go deep with a woman and just unravel her journey and, and ultimately allow her to find her own truth. Like As a mentor, I don't see myself as someone having the answers like i see the woman or the person they have all the answers but sometimes you just need someone to reframe it and ask the right questions to make them realize for themselves their own truth you know that's the beauty that's the power of it and these are some skills that i've learned in life coaching and neuro-linguistic programming so yeah i'm really really excited to to embark on that journey And as I am going to take a little digital detox, I'll be offering consultations from the 19th of February onwards. And I will open up my first mentoring space on the 1st of March. And it's so beautiful because I quietly added this information to my website, but I haven't shared it on social yet because I'm. I'm gonna have a bit of a detox break so i thought okay there's no point in sharing if i can't respond to emails straight away but already i've had a dear sister reach out and mention that she was at my retreat last year and feels really cool to this offering and wants to arrange a consultation so i'm so grateful that spirit even without me promoting this yet is already guiding beautiful souls to to come into contact with with my work with my offerings with my dharma so yeah, it's really, really nice to have these signs to know that you are living in alignment. You are living in your highest truth. So if you do feel drawn to that or interested to see what kind of mentoring I'm offering, then yeah, you can head over to my website, have a little look. I made a couple of videos and I also created a beautiful PDF document, um, which is all of the information that you need, some of the things I'll be able to support you with if you feel called to. Um Yeah, so that's really, really, really exciting. I cannot wait to do that. And I'm also super excited because if you listen to my most recent episodes with Chris, part one and part two, I highly recommend. She's a beautiful lady who created these soul to soul question cards and has a book, spiritual author, and she's just amazing. And um, I'm spontaneously going to be going up to Byron Bay um very soon with Lucy and yeah Chris was like oh let me know if you need a place to stay and it was really sweet because we just connected over the phone and on that interview and we vibe so hard which you'll hear in the episodes and yeah I'm gonna catch up with her and see her which will be really, really nice. And Lucy and I are going to get a tattoo in Byron Bay. There's a beautiful studio called Temple Tattoo Parlor, I think it's called. And they offer Reiki there and sound healing. And it's just really, really good energy, which will be really nice because I feel like everything that we do, it kind of soaks in the energy that is surrounding it. So, for example, the last place I got my first tattoo, there was like heavy metal playing. I thought, oh no, I don't want that energy in my tattoo. So I was like chanting mantra in my head. Um, and even like the food, if we put it to our heart, the food we eat, really give it some love, give it some gratitude, some thanks. When I'm soaking that food with that grateful vibration. So in the same way, I feel like, yeah, The environments in which we immerse ourselves in you know we take that in we take in that energy the same with the food that we eat you know whether the food is organically grown with love and good for the soil and really cared for by the owners or whether it's kind of like almost like a factory farm of just churning out vegetables, damaging the soil, spraying them with chemicals, not really caring, just really focusing on the profit rather than nourishing other people. So yeah, this is another thing that I've been really, really conscious of since living in Bellingham is really, really adopting this organic lifestyle. Like I've always seen the value of organic food, but I've always kind of been like, ah, but it's more expensive and this and that, which I get, like it is, but I feel like at the end of the day, our health is so priceless and if we don't have our health we don't have anything you could be in the most beautiful place in the world and if you're sick if you you just want to lay in bed it doesn't matter where you are you know like our health is so valuable and i'd rather spend those few more dollars just to have food that's grown with love and is not smothered in toxic chemicals and is good for the earth than to pay a bit cheaper for food it doesn't even have any nutrients in them anyway because they've all been killed in the soil so um yeah obviously each to their own for everyone and we're very fortunate here to have organic farmers markets around which are really reasonably priced and people grow their own food in the gardens and just share with the community so I'm very very fortunate but I feel like this is something that I will continue to integrate throughout my life now and um yeah it just made me very very aware of how my body responds to certain foods and again the energies that I'm putting into my vessel if that makes sense so yeah these are some of the lessons that have come up during Bellingham and just just really allowing yourself to be present to slow down to give yourself rest and love and nurture and And if you are living in a city, and if things are a bit stressful, create that environment in your home. Create a little spot where you're like, okay, this is my mini sanctuary where for 20 minutes, I'm just gonna give myself the love that I need and deserve and, and the worship that you are worthy of as well, you know. We're all, all worthy of so much worship and reverence. And our bodies need that love. Our bodies carry us throughout our whole lives through so many things. Our bodies are always there to support us. So, yeah, just really, really important that we show it some love at the end of the day. We only get one vessel in this lifetime, right? So, um, I feel really cool just to pull a little card for the... Collective, right now, that I would love to interpret. So let's just see, angels, like what is something that we can all be focusing on right now? We have two cards that just jumped out. Oh, that's so funny because this is extremely relevant. So the first card is gratitude. (laughs) What was I just saying? Show gratitude to your body, show gratitude to your food. And the other one is rooted and it's a beautiful tree with the roots connected into the earth and what else was i just saying just slow down ground relax and yeah these are very very important messages coming through because i do share this quite often especially in my yoga classes is the power of gratitude and i did write my university thesis my dissertation on gratitude journaling and there's so many psychological benefits of gratitude and I won't go into that too much because I do have a beautiful episode with a sister, Nina, on the power of gratitude. So I'm going to save that for you to listen to it with her. But essentially, when we allow ourselves to bathe in the vibration of gratitude, we invite more things in our lives to be grateful for. You know, it's just the laws of the universe. Once we really see and I feel that gratitude for each and every moment, each and every small interaction. It's like a beautiful snowball effect where it grows and grows and grows and the appreciation expands. And by the laws of the universe, it has to give you more to be grateful for, which is really special. And especially in a time that we're in now, a very uncertain time in the world, I think it really has taught a lot of people to start to be grateful for those small things again, like being grateful for the meals that you can share with your friends, being grateful for the time you can spend with loved ones have obviously been very, very, very limited, being grateful for the possibility to travel or to even go on public transport, you know? There's so many things that we can always be grateful for, no matter where you are in the world, no matter who you are, there's always something to be grateful for. That's a beautiful reminder from Spirit and the other card rooted yeah so definitely now is so important to stay grounded and just really really connected to your own inner truth um this uncertainty this collective uncertainty can almost send us into this low vibrational vata energy of anxiety chaos nightmares and not knowing and that can that can really really um play on the mind it can send the mind in almost like a hamster wheel just running around running around chasing 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 these thoughts that don't actually get you anywhere so it's only when we can just jump off with so much faith jump out of that hamster wheel of thoughts that we allow ourselves to then find the stillness within allow ourselves to really slow down plug into the earth Connect to your own truth, connect to what's true to you rather than what is being forced to be apparently true through the collective media. And just stay with that. Find your own internal sense of grounding and then allow yourself to see that reflected in the outside as as is the macro, as is the micro, you know? Like when we all take the time to be in this vibration of gratitude and to ground ourselves, this is only inevitable that this has to then be reflected in the collective so if everybody individually does this then the collective is vibrating at this place of grounded loving energy so if not for yourself do it for the world do it for others allow yourself to ground spend time in nature spend time in bodies of water eat beautiful grounding food, slow down, be in that kapha energy, be in that loving, nourishing, slow yin, feminine energy. It's so, so important. So those are beautiful messages that came through from spirit for the collective. So um, hopefully you resonated with them. And if not, that's totally fine. And I'd love to just pick one last card to answer from these soul to soul decks. Okay, it says, how can you make today richly soulful, spirited, and special? Wow, what a beautiful question. And rather than me answer that, I invite you to answer that and then live that out. So whether you want to journal it or think it or feel it, let's just close our eyes for a moment and we'll just begin to notice the breath drawing in and out of your body maybe just beginning to notice your heartbeat the pace the rhythm and just imagine a golden ball of light in your head representing your awareness just slowly descend down into the heart space, moving down through the third eye to the throat, allowing that golden ball to drop into the heart, allowing you to bathe in loving awareness. from this place of love and compassion just ask yourself how can you make today richly soulful spirited and special how can you make today richly soulful spirited and special I'm just going to end this episode here so you can really reflect upon that answer and then just allow yourself to live it out for the day. So I send you all so much love. Thank you for tuning in and I'll be back after my digital detox. Take care, everyone. Stay in love. Stay in light feel free to just pause this episode and really take that time to answer that question. And when you do feel ready, you can press play and just listen to a poem that I channeled in relation to one of the lessons that I shared in this episode. Just like the light that filters through the leaves, it is not the leaf that changes but our perspective of that leaf. From one angle, the light floods through the gaps in that leaf, illuminating beauty, radiating love. From the other perspective, there is no light at all, darkness, fear of the unknown. Depending on the angle of which we observe that leaf, we will see that leaf symbolizing either light or dark right or wrong love or fear it is not the leaf that influences our perception it is our perspective in the same way that we approach our so-called burdens in life perhaps similar to that leaf they just are cosmically neutral without labels it is only our perspective that labels them as so When we consciously change our perspective to see the light of love, the external situation does not need to change. However, our feelings towards it will. It will shift towards acceptance, love and compassion over fear, confusion and illusion. Thank you for listening everyone. Have a blessed day.